Yeah, welcome to Oasis. We, uh, I'm really excited just to be in this series, and uh, it won't go on forever. Maybe you're sick of this series. So this is week five in a series we're doing called um, Hot Topics, if you're new or just sort of joining us. So five weeks ago, six weeks ago actually, you all wrote down questions that you wanted to get answered, sort of the tough, the hard, the controversial, and stuff that you wanted to be addressed. So um, I'll get to what we're talking about tonight. Two weeks left, so this is going to take us right up to the fall retreat. And, uh, and then after the fall retreat, we will sort of debrief for a week. We'll share stories. We'll do sort of an open mic night. I think there's just one Wednesday after the fall retreat, and then we're off just for one week for Thanksgiving. So there's, you know, Wednesday is the night before Thanksgiving. So we're off just for one week, and then we're back on for three weeks before Christmas. But get this, two weeks left in this series. Next week, um, we're talking about homosexuality. How, as a Christian, how should I understand homosexuality? Huge, right? Huge in our culture today. Um, got a lot of questions submitted that were about that. So that's next week. And then the following week, um, the other thing that rose to the top, the category was sort of questions on dating and purity and sex. Um, when should I start dating? When is it right to start dating? Is sex before marriage wrong? All of that stuff. Um, I think we're going to have sort of a panel of leaders up here, and it's hard to do that all in one, but so that's two weeks from tonight. Um, so just sort of one shot at that. But don't miss next week. I'd love for you to be here. It'll be great. So um, tonight, the question is this. This was huge. The, the topic is, why does God allow evil and suffering? Why does God allow evil and suffering? And this was the number two um, like top submitted question. This was actually a tie with all the questions about dating, sexuality, purity. Um, last week, we said that was the most submitted question was last week what Karen talked about. Um, how do I hear from God? Does God still speak? If you missed that, it's recorded, it's online. Did you know Oasis Talks? And again, I'm not like the best speaker by any means, but they're on iTunes. So you could go to iTunes and search Oasis Brookside, and you could like podcast if you like to podcast. But you should listen to Karen's last week. Um, but this, here's the deal. This question is, um, like we, and a lot of these, this is a very tough question. Extremely, there's no easy answer. And um, again, I said this the first week, it may even seem arrogant for us to stand up here and to try to say like, oh, look, we Christians have answers for everything. Like, no, we're not. We're really not saying that. In fact, a lot of these weeks, there maybe has been, maybe there's been more questions in your mind as you've left than there were answers. Um, But still, it's really good for us to wrestle with this. Um, Tonight, for the final time, I'm not even going to speak. We're going to watch another session, again, it's the last time, of this DVD called The Reason for God. So if you've been here for the whole series, we've shown two of these again um, it's a conversation between one pastor, his name's Tim Keller, and six others who aren't Christians at all. And so I think it's really great. Some of you probably hate this, and so you're like, oh, I'm sick of this DVD, or I don't like it. Um, but this is the final one, and I think their discussion is really good. Um, I Real quick, I'm sort of running out of time. I want to just list off a few of these that you actually wrote and submitted that pertain to this topic. This one just says, why do bad things happen to good people? It's probably the most common way this question is asked. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is there so much pain and suffering? Simply put, why, this person wrote this, sort of two questions, why sometimes does God lead us in a path that we don't want to be led into? Why doesn't God God ever stop us when we're doing bad things or sins? Why doesn't he just intervene? That sort of pertains to this. This one is, this is incredible. I mean, this this is a great question. If God knows everything we're going to do before we do it, and he knows everything in advance, why did he create the devil? 
Because didn't he know what would happen before he created the devil? Why would he create him at all? That's a great question. If God knew everything before it happened, then why did he let Eve eat the apple and let sin into the world? Very similar to the last one. Why did God make cancer? Did God make cancer? It's here, right? He could stop it, right? And then this, um, how would you deal with a family member's death? For it has to be the worst feeling in the world. And uh, on that note, again, I just want to pound home, you guys, this is deeply, deeply personal, this question, for many of you. Um, I don't want to make light of it. If you're going through suffering, in fact, right now, you've recently lost uh, a friend, a family member, maybe even a grandparent, um, this probably won't help you. In fact, you may be angry, because if you're going through the, if you're going through suffering, the best thing you can do, um, the best thing your friends can do for you is just listen to you and just let you sort of sit in it and vent. You know, Job suffered in the Bible. I don't know if you know the book of Job at all. God sort of rebuked Job's friends at the end of it because they kept sort of saying that he must have done something wrong. And God sort of just said, man, you like three friends, you were horrible friends. Um, if you're in the midst of suffering, this probably won't help you. If you're a couple years maybe removed from it or you've found some closure from that, maybe this discussion will help a little. But so again, um, this, is, uh, this is the reason for God. There's sort of, it's a discussion. Um, there's one thing at the end of this that I hope in small groups tonight, there's one thing that maybe shines a little light on this topic a little bit that I think is helpful. Leaders, it's question five. I hope you get there. I'm not going to spill the beans now. But um, it's about 20 minutes, this, this video. So this will take the rest of our time. So I'll get out of the way and uh, roll tape. looking for a safe place to ask their questions. Join me as I meet with a group of people who don't believe in the Christian faith to discuss six of the most common objections to Christianity. Welcome to The Reason for God. All right, hey, just some some final thoughts. Um, one is, I, I just sort of want to throw out there, obviously, a lot of these past couple weeks, some of this stuff is very sort of heady, rational, all this stuff, and the next two weeks are sort of more in the area of relationships and sexuality and stuff. So um, again, I don't know how you process this stuff, but there's a lot of thoughts thrown out. I just sort of want to say, um, one, I hope you know, I mean, most weeks and most series is in Oasis, series is, but most series is for Oasis, we're like diving into the Bible, right? We're studying the Word of God. And for this whole series, we're really not. We're sort of taking a step back and looking at sort of life through a Christian lens or a Christian worldview. Um, but certainly with this one, process the stuff out loud. Uh, again, I said I would rather you hear some of these thoughts that people have and some of the things that you may wrestle. I'd rather you, you voice these now than next year or two years from now or four years from now when you're in college and have no one to sort of process stuff with. So um, again, this doesn't necessarily bring clarity. There's no easy answer to the problem of evil and suffering in the world. Um, I like the fact, I, I like what the guy said about, I mean, it, you know, say people say, oh, your God is a crutch. But I feel like if you don't have God, that doesn't make it any worse or it doesn't make it any better, does it? If you're an atheist or if, there's, if God just doesn't exist, like evil and suffering still exists. And so I don't know that that makes it any easier but still, there's definitely some questions of if God could do something, why doesn't he? So 
Um, I say all that to sort of say, I don't want to make you stumble in your faith, and yet it's good sometimes to sort of go, wow, that's really a good question, and to sort of make you think a little bit. So I hope that happened. Anyway, discuss this in your groups. Again, leaders, get to question five. I want you to read that little paragraph. It brings up something they didn't really bring up, and I think that's helpful. So you guys, thanks for being here tonight. Um, We're sort of moving on in a different direction next week a little bit, although it's still the same series. So go to groups. If you're new or have never been here before or don't know where you're going, come up and talk to me. I'll make sure you have a group to go to. Thanks. Oh, also again, these are on YouTube. The rest of these, let me read these real quick even. I know you're talking. There's three we didn't get to, and these are pretty good. One of them is, um, what gives you the right to tell me how to live my life? Why are there so many rules? If you want to search... So you search the reason for God on YouTube. Um, why is the church responsible for so much injustice? Why are Christians such hypocrites? That's another one. And sorry, the final one, how can God be full of love and wrath at the same time? How can God send people to hell? Have you ever wrestled with the hell one? <laughs> Should I just keep saying hell in church? That sounds bad. If you wrestle with the hell question, session six, it's on YouTube. Search for it. I'm done. Where I run, you're the sky where I'm floating.